Alright lads, this podcast is a member of the Vices of Wrestling podcast and network. Visit vicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcast, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions and updates across the world of wrestling. Sometimes you get bored of N64, so let's watch wrestling till our eyes get sore. We love the Tivoli, but there's so much more wrestling around the world. Welcome to Sarah and Sarah, resting around the world, live from Oberhausen, Germany. Yay. We're in the lobby of the NH after a fantastic weekend. You can hear some lovely background music here. He- Hello, everyone. I have lost my voice. This is what it's come to. I'm a broken woman. Bobby Guns has broken me. <laughs> Guns. Bobby Guns. Guns. Bobby Guns. What else is there to say? That's the podcast, I think. <laughs> 16 karat gold. Two words. Bobby Guns. And Monster Consulting. <laughs> Four words. Four words. What do we even say? What can we even say? I don't know. I planned to record like all during the weekend, but there was like no time whatsoever. I just felt like I've been going non-stop since 3.30 a.m. on Thursday. I think like, over the course of Thursday night, Friday night and Saturday night, probably max six hours sleep. Yeah, we've been fueled by sour skittles and Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Monster Consulting. <laughs> thank you, Monster Consulting. And thank you, Skittles. Thank yeah. you, Skittles. Yeah, the official sweets of the <laughs> 16 carat 2016 sour skittles. 16 carat skittles. 16 carat skittles. 16 skittles. Something. I don't know. I am absolutely bollocksed. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this tired in my life. My arms hurt. My calves hurt. My throat hurts. But it was a great weekend. Oh, <laughs> best weekend it, ever. <laughs> it's totally worth it. I think by now most of you would have seen who made their return during 16 carat gold. And I think. Ilya Dragunov making his return is worth every sort of injury and, and sore throat that anyone could have. I mean, people nearly broke their fingers. I screamed for, I think, all of his entrance. I just, I just left it all out. It was, it was <laughs> incredible. I walked away from our group to watch it um, because I didn't have the best view, so I really want to see all of the main event thinking it was Walter against Bad Bones, so I went to a different spot down by the bar to watch the match. So I wasn't with everyone, but when Ilya won, I said to my friend Marie, we've got to go back! And I literally ran, busted through the turban halla, all the way back over to the other side of the room, into the arms of Mike Kilby, and we hugged and jumped up and down, Joy. And that was the moment. <laughs> there was actually about the, 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 the moment he won, there's all of us... Just embraced. It was. It was. A, it was a really special moment, and that's. What, I think that's what makes wrestling so great. Where else are you going to get moments like that? You know. Yeah. Every like they they did that so perfectly. They said that they purposely didn't book him for two months, so they could have that moment. And that's a long two months at WXW because they've got shows, one or two shows every week. That's not like they didn't book him for two shows. They didn't book him for a lot of shows. I mean. I gotta say, like, 
Is there any negatives from this weekend? I think not. No. Everything panned out so perfectly. Like there was times where you were like, ah no, why do they do that? But that's more of a sense of coming from a in the moment an emotional thing. But when you reflect on it, well, like everything makes logical sense now. Everything makes great sense. And even himself winning sixteen carat. I know I said before on this podcast that I didn't want any positives to be said about Absolute Andy because he's a snake. But I've now decided that Absolute Andy's my dad. And I'm very happy that he's won. And I'd rather be a snake than a star is the chance that was, that was developed. Just got to say, got to gotta, gotta be honest on the podcast. I don't want to hold anything back from you all. You know? But he's going through a midlife crisis. Yeah, you, you gotta give him, you know, give him something to to get through it. Um, well, we have people here. We're probably not going to record the whole podcast right now, but we might just pass it around and get our friends here in the lobby to say a few words. Hello, I'm Alan Forel. For all my thoughts on 16 Carat, please check out Alan Forel's Pro Rest Paradise <laughs> PW Torch VIP. Should be uh, dropping probably sooner than this because I'm more organized than Sarah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So check it out if you haven't already. And check out all the other great content at PW Torch VIP. Bruce Mitchell, uh, Mailbags, uh, Wade Keller, post show analysis for WB Fastlane, and everything else we have at PW Torch VIP. Um, thank you. Hi, this is Zig, at Zig on the Rocks on Twitter. Smash that follow button. Um, so, 16 Carat, I think, was the three most emotional wrestling shows I've ever been at, uh, especially when Ilya Dragunov came back, and there were not only people whooping and cheering, there were people literally in tears seeing this man return. And even though I've only been following WXW for a year, I think it is probably the best moment I've ever witnessed in wrestling. And I can't, and I can't have helped been jealous at the people who've been following for years and what that moment must have meant to them. And even the storyline of Tim Thatcher throughout the weekend, I think that tugged on all of our heartstrings as well. And we all were with him every step of the way. And when he got pushed that little bit too far by Walter, it just, I think we all... Like died with him, and when he said out feet are saying, that was heartbreaking, and I really, really hope it's not the end for young Tim. Um, all right, it's Blaine, uh, coming live-ish from 16 Carrick, Oberhausen, at BPK1990. So, uh, as Zig said, smash the old follow button. He has less followers than me, though. Let's, let's not let that keep going. Um, yeah, it's been an emotional weekend. I am actually broken in the best possible way from wrestling. Emotionally drained, not emotionally dead, as some people might call it, Linus. And uh, there's been a lot of shooting. We will leave it for the, not on the podcast today. Just taking the positives of the weekend, how good everything was. Dancing around with people you've never met before in Germany and people you've known off Twitter. Just dancing, shouting for our boy Bobby Guns. Shout for our boys, Monster Consulting. Lovely lads. Getting hugs off Jonah Rock and Travis Banks. Say la vie. Yeah, the big fucking... <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to complain here. <laughs> the after party, which was incredible in itself. A big contingent of Irish people singing Say la vie. 
and one random Irish person that we didn't know also joining us on stage for Sailor V <laughs> because he, there's always one of us everywhere. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't see a Mayo jersey floating around. <laughs> uh, I think they covered all the actual wrestling stuff, so I'll just, yeah. The entire weekend was just incredible. Another thing is that absolutely everybody that we met, to coin a Brian Alvarez term, were fine men and women. I don't assume gender, sorry. But everyone was brilliant. There wasn't a single person that wasn't absolutely lovely. And I love you all. So yeah, it was great. Everyone's great. I love life. No shooting. I love wrestling. I just love wrestling. On the graphs. Hello, it's Jenna. Um, I, I think we all know what I have to talk about first, or else it's extremely off-brand. But super hyped about the new reincarnation of CCK, lovely big Jonah joining in the group. But I, I came to 16 Carat knowing, I, like obviously I knew all the like the Britress guys and all, but I've, I came not really knowing any of the the like local talent I'd, I'd never really even watched wxw before and i'm leaving with like new favorite wrestlers new favorite memories it's just if someone asks it, it with for the people who don't get why people love wrestling it's it's stuff like this it's weekends like this and it's the experiences and the people and to me wrestling's its best when it makes you feel something and every s- single day of this weekend i've just been like the most emotional i've been in a hot minute but um, it's been incredible, and I already want to, to be next year so that I can do it again. And um, and I love Chris I Brooks. Come to Tag League. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I have bonds to spend. But, oh, we have so many extra bonds. <laughs> but yeah, it's been amazing. I'm just so happy I came. And I love CCK. What about Bobby Guns? And Bo- oh my god. There are no words. There are no words for Bobby Guns. Guns. Poppy guns. Guns. Poppy guns. Okay, so I just got, as everybody just saying a few words, uh, Alan's plugs there. Yeah, lovely Alan, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, and as you just heard from everybody around here, what a great weekend we all had. Um, I looked at the photo that we took, or we always do a group photo at the end, in a restaurant here called Alex, and we counted 30 people. And 10 people had left before the photograph was taken. It was just an absolutely huge group this week and everyone had the best time. I haven't met anyone who's been negative or just didn't have the absolute best time this weekend. Yeah, like I, I gotta say from top to bottom, it's it's been one of the best experiences of my life. Like just, just even to get kind of emotional on the podcast a bit, <laughs> like I, I've always kind of been... Person, I never really had any friends who, who watched wrestling, and I always went to wrestling shows with my two brothers, who I still always go with. It's always us three. But to experience something like this with 30 plus people, it, it was just magical. Like at any point, I could turn around and start talking to someone about what was going on in the ring or, talk, or talking about them about the weekend. And, and that, that was just mind blowing to me. Like we all came here to Oberhausen, Germany to watch all these wrestling shows and like some people think that we're crazy who don't get wrestling but to us it's one of the best things in the world and every single every single match and every single moment made everyone feel something if if it was you know us you know taking bobby guns as our adopted son the adopted son of ireland 
or if it was, you know, making like doing snake chants at Absolute Andy or, or, you know, just everything was absolutely fantastic. And just seeing everyone reacting to like some of their favorite wrestlers and some of their new favorite wrestlers, like, like I think Lucky Kids, another one of the stars of the weekend, the whole crowd were just so behind him. And he is someone that, just to bring it back, he's someone who we've had in OTT before. And now everyone's coming away saying, he's been there before, but God, we need to get him back again after seeing him the second time. You can actually see the growth in him from from the time we saw him before. He's just a special talent. And there's just so many people now that we want to see more. That like it's just opened our eyes to the other talent that's in WXW. I think their their roster has the perfect blend of everything. Like we said, our bosses, Monster Consulting, who who are just amazing. I love our bosses. I love our bosses. We have now we're opening up the Irish, you know, office. Got some contacts for them. I, I told Julian Nero I'll get him set up and then uh, get him get him promoted over in Ireland. Then like Dirty Dragons, just at the absolute funniest man at the at the after party. Like just, just a great guy. So many, so many people. Like Julian Pace with his Lightning McQueen entrance, which I think is the absolute greatest thing. I love cars. That was my favorite entrance all weekend. Julian Pace's entrance is something to see. I'd seen him wrestling on Shotgun, but I've never seen the entrance because that's the thing about WXW. They don't use the teams because of copyright issues, so you need to be here to see the entrances live and they're incredible. It just adds such another dimension to the show, seeing the entrances. You can watch 16 Carat on WXW now, you're going to get all the great stuff. The guys, they they do a great job with the video, the production, the promo videos, everything. It looks incredible. But believe me when I say when you're there live and you see the entrances and you hear the music and just Julian Pace, like he's a young guy, he's just starting out, but yeah, he had a great weekend. It started a bit ropey with for him on Thursday night. He had a bit of a an accident when he's coming out to the ring. He's like his thing is he's lightning quick and he was running out to the ring and he knocked an old lady. Uh, he knocked her over and yeah, she was fine. I saw he was over to her at intermission, he was apologizing for Jenna's causing trouble again. <laughs> um yeah, he was over and he was just apologising like crazy and he had a really good, great match against Timothy Thatcher on that show and I just like, I'm so excited for his future. Um, also another person we haven't mentioned yet who had a great weekend I thought was Bad Bones. He was incredible in that main event. He's just such a good heel. Like all the guys here were saying, they don't know why they haven't seen him anywhere else. He was WXW champion since August and he did such a great job at the belt as a heel champion. And him being the one to be beaten by Ilya was, it was just the right thing. Um, we've got lots of German people swarming us. Um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll go into the matches more in depth probably when we get home, maybe, or in the airport later. But just the overall feel of the weekend. Like, this is my fifth time coming to 16 Carat. I've done five years in a row. It's my favourite wrestling weekend of the year. But this year, it was even better than before. I think every year it grows and every year it gets better. And this year, just having everyone around, all the newbies, um, and just everyone like that we see every year. There's people here that from all, all around Europe that we only see at 16 Carat. And every year we get to see them and just hug them. And it's weird. It's like going home for Christmas or something. Bane is showing us something. It is Bobby Guns versus TK Cooper in WXW London. Great. 
So if you you are in the London area and you can get to that show, it's on March 24th in the Dome in, in London. And I wish I could be there, but unfortunately I can't. So if you can be there, definitely do. I'm looking forward to watching it on WXW now. The tickets for 16 karat gold. 2019 are going on sale tonight. I believe it's the packages first, the travel packages, which um, they're doing for the first time for Tag League. I assume by the time this goes up, well, I pretty much know that all the seats will be sold out and the balcony will be sold out um, because they sell out super fast. There should definitely be standing tickets available when this goes out and standing is where all the fun is. So if you can stand, even though your legs will hate you, you got to stand with us and they're doing 1,500 next year. They're moving to a different room in the same... You're still going to see the murder warehouse. You're not going to miss the experience of walking through the gravel and... <laughs> seeing the shittiest looking old warehouse and arriving into just absolute magical production setup so yeah come 16 carat next year yeah like I mean I feel like it's a can't miss weekend now just think of how much fun we all had and just pretty much every single match was absolutely fantastic like there's the, the quality in this tournament is absolutely second to none and there was also the sense of who would have predicted a few weeks ago even that Absolute Andy was going to win this tournament? Because I, I, I certainly didn't even have them up there. Like, if there was betting odds, I don't think he would have been in the, the top five. And I think that's what made it so great. Like, even during the main event, I was like, ah, there's no way he's winning. Even when he's going for, like, even when he's destroying David Starr, I was like, nah. People thought that it was a case of they didn't want the crowd to be split like 50-50 on Thatcher's star so it was going to be this big great moment when David Starr won because everybody be rooting for David Starr but then it didn't I mean uh, by the end of it I wanted Absolute Andy to win <laughs> yeah I did there was three of us that were like yeah Absolute Andy <laughs> but we obviously were chatting because uh, there's a few people snake, I, I am a snake I'm an absolute snake um, there's a few people up on the balcony cheering Rapidu Andy and they got completely shit on by the crowd for even attempting to start a chant <laughs> and it was gas um, but yeah like just full of magical moments that's all I can say like even Walter's entrance on night two hearing over a thousand people sing the ring camp entrance music like I was talking to James and he was like just got chills um, and at that moment, that was the most emotional moment of the weekend. Everyone holding, like everyone getting their scarves held up high and and just belting it out. And like Zig said, um, the story of Timothy Thatcher this weekend tugged on everyone's heartstrings, and and it was actually great to see him win ambition. That that was something that I think. It, it did mean a lot to him and for him to win that was a big deal and and just even getting to speak to him he's just an absolute gentleman like one of the one of the nicest most genuine people you can meet and he, he deserves all the success in the world and I really feel like Timothy Thatcher is one of the best wrestlers in the world no no doubt no I, that's that's all I can say about him I've been telling you guys this for years nobody listened to me Hi everyone and welcome back to the Sarah and Sarah podcast. It is now a few days later since 16 Carat ended. Uh, Sarah is back home in Dublin whilst I'm still out in Germany on my holidays. 
and we've kind of come back together now to gather our thoughts and kind of discuss more about what happened at 16 Carat now that we're a few days later. Sarah, is everything still as emotional and amazing as it was on Monday when we discussed this? It really is. I haven't watched anything back yet and I absolutely plan to watch the whole thing again, which is very rare for me, but I'm ready to watch it all back as soon as the weekend hits. I'm very busy here in Dublin, but we have a long weekend here ahead of us with St. Patrick's Day. So three days will give me all the time I need to rewatch all of it. And I just can't wait to see it all again. Yeah, like today I watched back some of it. I didn't watch back the whole event. So I'm going to wait until I get home to do that. I kind of just rewatched the matches that I thought were the, the matches of the weekend. And they definitely hold up on video on demand. And it's nice to actually get to see the finishes on the mat because where we were standing, it was absolutely amazing to see. And it was so lively and all the chants and all the, the, the emotions. But when it comes to the finishes of the matches, you couldn't really see what happened. And yeah, it's it's definitely a great rewatch. And seeing everyone talk about it and talk so positively about everything that happened is is amazing. Like the, the word has spread. Like I haven't gone a day without seeing people talk about 60 and Carrot and how they wish they were there and how they want to go next year. It's It's amazing. Yeah, people, you, you have to come next year. I've been saying this to people since 2015 you have to come next year you have to come next year but you really really have to come next year we all just had such an incredible weekend um i was there for four nights i went to the inner circle on thursday followed by night one obviously on friday and then i went to wrestling deutschland ambition and night two and on Sunday morning, Fan Expo and Night 3. You had a bit of a different kind of a, an experience of it, though. You were in the media centre. Yeah, it was really interesting. I actually just have some of my notes here. It was, it was one of the most professional things I had ever seen. Like, you know, just it was all run on the dot. We had, you know, great access to some of the wrestlers and, and Christian Yehobi on on the last day. And... It was nice to kind of ask the questions that you wouldn't really get to in that setting. And and looks, looking at my notes here, like there's just so many interesting things. Like you had Speedball, Mike Bailey, you had Bobby Guns, and they had their little um, stare down as Speedball walked out and Bobby Guns walked in, who at that time probably didn't realize that he was going to be one of the stars of the weekend and have his own chant that echoed through the arena. I think the weekly shotgun segments of the smoke break have really um made an impact with a lot of the foreign fans they just find it so funny i know i find it hilarious um seeing all the subtitles and the stuff he says it's just so funny he's like the king of talking trash it's it's a pretty amazing he is just a bitch's own gentleman <laughs> it's it's amazing like our, our, our good friend jenna i think has come away with a brand new favorite she she messaged me the other day saying like Sarah I can't stop watching these smoke break videos <laughs> she, I think she's watched every single one now so I think that's a yeah lot. <laughs> she's obsessed it's, it's great but we're, we all are obsessed now like I, I bought his t-shirt you know it has it's in German like that's that smoking kills with Bobby Guns is killer 
it's it's fantastic and just hearing him talk about it even how the gimmick came about he's he started smoking when he was really young he was on a road trip and he had to buy cigarettes and it kind of sprung in his mind that hey maybe I should start smoking on the way to the ring and he said it to Jacoby and he was like why not like it was as simple as that you know and I think that's hilarious he's become this big thing now the king of smoke style the young stunner Bobby Guns it's a great gimmick. So I guess I'm going to start off with Inner Circle. We're not going to go through all the cards in depth. Um, Thursday, I believe it was six of us headed over from du- from Dublin. Early morning flight Thursday. It was uh, my first time going to the Inner Circle, which is a small event for, I believe, 150 people in the training school in Essen. We were a bit unsure how to get there, so we took a taxi. And uh, yeah, it was a long taxi ride. We were uh, quite lucky. Our taxi driver was quite nice and stopped the meter once it hit 40 euros because that's what he told us it would cost us when we got in. But if he didn't stop the meter, it would have cost a lot more than 40 euros to get to Essen from the NH. So uh, use the train and go on time. (laughs) Don't leave it to the last minute and try and get a taxi. The train school itself was really impressive. Um, It it looks so cool. We didn't get like the full tour because we arrived just a few minutes before the event started. The show itself was great. Uh, Timmy Thatcher versus Julian Pace was uh, was brilliant. And Walter versus Jonah Rock was just like a demolition derby. It was just like two cars just smashing off each other over and over. And um, David Starr versus Chris Brooks was really funny. But unfortunately, Chris Brooks broke his teeth and it had to get stitches. And I'm not even sure how. I'm sure it'll probably become apparent when I watch it back. Because that would seem to be the lightest match on the card and kind of a comedy match, but something went wrong somewhere and poor Chris was left with broken tooth for the weekend. Uh, all in all, I definitely recommend going to the inner circle shows if you're coming in. I know the tickets go quite early, so it's something you probably should be planning for right away if you do want to go the inner circle at Tag League or at 16 Carat next year. I'm not sure if tickets will be available after all the packages have gone because the, the tickets for inner circle are being included in the packages now. Yeah, it was one of my biggest regrets once I heard what the card was and I was like, damn, because I because I flew in Thursday evening. So we got to meet up with you all once you came back from Inner Circle and heard about how good it was. I feel like I really, really missed out on a great show and kind of like a, a nice warm up for the weekend. Yeah, it's a catch when too, really, because I like that flight that you get because I can work a half day and I don't have to get up too early. So that's the flight I normally like to get over there. Sometimes if we're stuck for holidays when it comes to Tag League or whatever, we'll just go on the Friday and I hate arriving in on the Friday because I just Mm. feel tired and horrible. So it wasn't as bad going on the Thursday morning as it is the Friday because it's a shame that there's no like midday flight. On the yeah, Thursday. there's one o'clock flight or something would be great. Yeah, there's a there's a one o'clock flight I think on a Friday now, which which could be good in future. But normally it's either seven a.m. or I believe it's six p.m. is the one that you got. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So it's really early or really late from Ireland. Yeah, I was definitely worth going to. I'm not sure if I'll do it for tag league or not. I've just found out that I can actually go to tag league, so I'm really really happy about that. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I so I'm gonna see. I really want to go to tag league now after after the weekend we just had. It's gotten the bug, yeah. the overhousing bug, overhousing bug. Because you were you were a first timer. Yeah, I, yeah, it was um, 
what an experience as a first timer it was to to go over there and be in a sea of of forty plus people that you some I vaguely knew from Twitter and some I knew quite well. So I think it made everything even better. Never mind like the world class wrestling that was going on. I think the camaraderie itself was just outstanding. Yeah, and like everyone got along so well. There were you couldn't go too far without meeting someone. Like on Monday, me and Alan went off to Centro for a look around. And we just went for lunch and all you guys were sitting inside the restaurant we went into for lunch. Yeah, we just sat there and waved <laughs> as you walked in. <laughs> oh, they're here. Like, yeah, that's found us. Didn't go too far. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. You walk around, you see people everywhere as well. When I went down to the shop one of the mornings um, to get a few things for breakfast, I met one of the other guys in there. He was just in there doing the shopping too. And it was so weird when I came back up from the shop. I walked into the lobby and there was like literally 15 people from Twitter looking at me. You guys yeah. are all meeting up to go down early to get a good spot for for ambition. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. It's probably weird for you because so many people went this year, and you're finally like, finally, people listen to me, and they finally yeah. came over house in Germany. Telling people show. for years to come, but yeah, they actually listen to me for a change. I think it's kind of grown and grown, and they've seen every time someone goes over, they kind of get the bug and want to go back again and again. But just having like tired eyes and shopping bags and walking into a lobby and looking up and there's just Twitter in front of you. It's just weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's something to get used to and someone like, I forget who it was. Someone's like, oh, so you're Sarah from the Sarah and Sarah podcast. And I'm like, that's exactly who I am. <laughs> Thank you. That's so, it's, it, that's so strange to me. It always is. Uh, I got it once over the weekend. Um, before the main event of night two. So it's obviously a listener who was the only person on the internet who saw me lose my shit for Ilya. Keen, Did you get his was, name? It's Keen. Well, hello, Keen. Hey, Keen. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, you saw you saw me screaming into my scarf for about 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, what a time. <laughs> um, ambition. You guys got a really good... No, sorry, not ambition. Night one. Yeah, we the actual start of the tournament. <laughs> start of the tournament. We're not very good at this. We're new, you know, it's it's hard to keep track. Um night one. The sad um uh, first thing was the the alternate four way. Um sadly our boss Julian Nero didn't win. I was very sad about it. It was an incredible way to kick off the show with Julian Pace's entrance. I heard his team song for the first time at Inner Circle the night before, but obviously there is no like screen or production values and I was like I can't wait to see this tomorrow in the Turbine Hallow with the 16 car production and oh my god did that entrance deliver it was just the coolest way to kick off 16 carat it's it looks like an absolute star that's what I'd say that entrance I love cars I love Lightning McQueen I love all that sort of thing and even his gear with the little uh put his name on it like they're racing like it's a racing overall the kid's good I mean, he's very, very talented from what I could see. He is. His match with Tim Thatcher at Inner Circle was brilliant. He's really, really good. He's only 22. Uh, but him kicking this off was was really good because his entrance is so cool. It starts with the the speech from Cars the Lightning Queen does. And then it, it comes into... Um, oh, I can't think What's Miley Cyrus's dad's name? Eddie Ray. Yeah, it leads 
it leads into Billy Ray Cyrus's Full Gone. Is that what it's called? Full Gone? I think so. I'm not too sure. <laughs> it's a great song anyway, and it's very Cars-like. So it was Julian against our boss, Julian Nero, who gave me some sound advice over the weekend. Changed my life, you could say. He changed my life forever. Just five minutes of your time? Just five minutes. Not even five. Well, just five minutes. Just five minutes of my time. A funny story about Julian was I was trying to take a photograph of the sign he has that has the price list for the T-shirts, the uniform, sorry, for Monster Consulting. And it's got all of our pictures on it for from the Twitter banner. All of us working hard in the office. I was trying to take a photograph of it. And I have this handbag with loads of compartments. And I could feel my phone, but I couldn't figure out which pocket it was in. So I was rummaging with the bag to try and take the photo. And he just looks at me and goes, hey, relax. Don't stress. And I mean, as soon as he said that to me, I found the phone. I mean, that sums him up. He it, changes your life. It worked. I just relaxed and stopped stressing and I found the phone instantly. I mean, when I went up to him, I asked what my job was. You know, I was going to sign on my contract, you know. And um, so now I'm the official dog walker walker of Monster Consulting. Ooh, those um, dogs are nice. Moving to Vienna um, and he gave me the dog's whole routine. So I think I'm good to go, guys. I'll be moving to Vienna very shortly to take up my position of official dog walker of Monster Consulting. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Your life has changed forever. I mean, I can't really believe it. I'm, you know, I've got my name tag, got my shirt, I'm good to go. I've got my name tag and shirt too. I'm not sure what my job is. I need to find out. Yeah, we got to ask. That's something you got to do. Needs to be established. I missed the photo that you guys got for the Irish branch of Monster Consulting, but I got one later with... Uh, Alan. Just Irish Branch Part 2. Irish Branch Part 2. Alan's only an intern, though. He didn't have the t-shirt for the pi- for the picture, but he'll have a t- t-shirt soon once he passes probation. Well, that's okay. Become a full-time member. Full-time member, exactly. Like uh, I, I, I told them that I have connections back home. I'll, I'll get them set up. We'll get the office set back up at home, you know, so everyone doesn't have to commute as much. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get them over here soon. Somebody we have giant we have a giant green couch and I think that'd be a great kind of a monster consulting type couch you could have oh yeah meeting on my giant green couch I mean that's perfect but like but the worst thing is about this now we picked avalanche as our guy for 16 carat he's in the very first match of the tournament and in the most quintessentially Irish way whenever <laughs> we pick someone to back, he lost against Keith Lee. It was just like Ireland. It was a hard draw for him. Like Keith Lee was one of the best guys in competition. Of course, he got drawn against Keith Lee. And of course, he went out in the first round because that's exactly what happens to Ireland all the time. It is. It's like Ireland against, I don't know, Spain or something. Yeah, exactly. We're just out straight away. Out straight away. But it didn't dampen our spirits. No. We no, it did not. We still we still rooted for him all the way through, even when he wasn't in the tournament anymore. Exactly. And I think it's something he really appreciated. And he said it was quite weird because he's never been to Ireland. You ended up in all those um, press meetings. Um, who Who's the best at the Q&A? Best at the Q&A? Um, 
I mean, it's Matt Riddle because he just doesn't give a, he just doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't. <laughs> he's he's so open and honest about everything. Like he wasn't even supposed to be there, but he was the best one. Oh, he just came in for a chat. Yeah, like he he talks about everything and how like MMA and like wrestling with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, and he's saying that wrestling's actually hard because. In MMA, you're meant to be this tough person who can withstand pain, but but in, in wrestling, you have to be able to sell. And he talked about how he was supposed to be in tag league with Jeff Cobb, but um, it looks like some of his habits outside of the wrestling ring were looked down upon by uh, Bushi Road and, and, and the owners of New Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, but it was really interesting. But obviously, every single person that they picked was good. Like, there was good one-liners from everyone. He had Jonah Rock talk about how Walter hits harder than Minoru Suzuki, which everyone kind of went like, ooh, what he said. Um, you had Bad Bones, John Klinger, who kind of did his, his interviewing character slightly and um, shit on Pete Bouncer for a bit, so <laughs> that ended well. <laughs> Basically talked about how the UK scene has progressed since he was over there. Back in um, 2006, 2008. So it was just, yeah, it was all around. It was a really interesting Q&A. But the best one was um, Jacoby on the last day. And just the, especially after what happened on night two with, with Ilya coming back. And just how that transpired. And, you know, the big reveal that it's moving to the bigger venue next year. The bigger Turbine Halla. I'm excited to see that because... When I first went to 16 Carat, it was in the Steffi, which is the venue that the Wrestling Deutschland shows in. So it was a huge jump from there to the Turbinhalle. Maybe it's all the Turbinhalle. What's the room that we're in? I think it's number two. Number two. Oh, okay. It's Turbinhalle two. Yeah, that was a huge jump, as you could probably tell when you were in there for the Wrestling Deutschland show. Or did you go to Wrestling Deutschland, actually? No, I, I didn't actually go to Wrestling oh. Deutschland. Okay. I took, I went to McDonald's instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed out. <laughs> I definitely did. I was really annoyed. I heard all the, the antics that went on. Yeah. Um, as you said, we're not going to go through every match, but I guess we'll do highlights from night one. Yeah, highlights of night one. Um, Lucky Kid beating Matt Seidel. Yeah. That was, I think it was actually the biggest pop for me because I was so happy to see Lucky Kid win. <laughs> he was incredible over the tournament. Definitely one of the MVPs. Yeah, for sure. The guy I said that was the biggest prize for me that he was in it, and he did absolutely great. So I'm so glad they put him in it now. Yeah, for sure. And another highlight, I think, was um, Absolute Andy against Mario Solani. That was a really, really good match and really intense. Yeah, when Andy beat Marius, I was shocked. I was sure Marius was going to beat him and get his revenge. But again, it's slow burn with WXW, and no... Marius couldn't get the job done due to Andy's snake antics. And uh, he was hilarious after he uh, he beat Marius with that just absolute fuck finish. He did the workie as well on his way out. <laughs> and he probably don't know what the workie is, but he did the workie. Just so, just so you know. Also, when um, Matt Riddle defeated the Mac in 12 seconds. Yeah, that was a big pop and... I think the most used phrase from the weekend is comparing it to what happened at Progress, but the way this was done made perfect sense for me. 
I mean, it sucks for Demac, but isolating it itself, it hurts them, but then seeing else, what else happened, it's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, night one was great. Like, it was just off to a banging start after night one. Yeah, and just, just no negatives from night one. A nice kickoff to the weekend, and there was no bad matches. It was all... I got into every single one. The non-tournament match, which was Mike Bailey and Walter against Bobby Guns and John Klinger as well, was really, really good and set up kind of the atmosphere for the two title matches on night two. Definitely. And and seeing Walter and Mike Bailey do do the poses at the end, the little yeah. bow and, and Bailey doing the ring camp pose and them shaking hands is brilliant. Yeah, it was great. That might have been my favourite match, I think, uh, that night. It was just so cool to see them team up, and I wasn't expecting it. And it was just, yeah, that was really, really cool. Because those four guys are just absolutely phenomenal. What did you think of the production and presentation when you first saw it? Because that was your first time at a WXW event. I know you've seen some on WXW now beforehand, but the difference between watching it on TV with the This Ain't the End of You music um, as opposed to the real-life entrances. I, to be honest, it, it, it took me away from just the moment I, I, I walked in. It is true what you say. It looks like a place where someone would get murdered from the outside. But <laughs> once I walked in, I just, I couldn't believe it. It's a from, stark contrast between the outside of the venue, which looks like an old rundown meat factory or something, a murder warehouse. Yeah, like it is true when people say no one and independent wrestling does production like WXW from what I can see it's the slickest operation I've ever seen especially in such a small environment like that it made it look big time and WXW definitely is big time oh it is 16 carat is the biggest weekend of the year for them as well like there's just I it's, it's one of those things like people have to go see this for themselves because no, nothing compares. Really, nothing compares. And um, yes, like I got to go to the media center, but like I'm not obliged to say all of this, you know. No, it, you absolutely not. They really do want honest feedback. They, they yeah, enjoy like we people were, saying what they we were, disliked as much as what they did like because they want to be able to change it and stuff. And I know that's definitely the vibe I get off them. There's some other companies who get very upset and don't take criticism well, but they will listen to what people have to say about what they disliked as well um for sure but like I, I honestly don't think i have anything negative to say about it the only negative i have is that i have 14 bonds sitting in my wallet <laughs> and i forgot to spend uh for our listeners bonds are tickets like raffle tickets and when you want to buy a drink you need to buy bonds to purchase the drinks with which is an amazing system may i add there is one person selling the bonds and you ask them for how many bonds you want and each bond is worth one euro. And each drink on the menu is a certain amount of bonds. Most drinks are three bonds. So when Mm. you go up to the bar and you order your drink, you rip off the amount of tickets that you need to get your drink and they throw it in a cup. There is no messing around with change. There's no messing around with money or a till. It's just streamlined. People walk up and buy their bonds in their 10s and 20s and spend them at as the weekend goes on. And I think a lot of wrestling companies and a lot, not just wrestling, but shows and concerts could learn a lot from the bond system. Yeah, definitely. It says a lot of messing around and, and waiting for people to count out their change. Well, you're trying to quickly get your drink in, in the, 
intermission or after a match has just ended or, or during an entrance that you might not care about too much. And um, yeah, no, I just have to go to Tag League to spend my bombs. Yeah, you do. I hope they'll work at Tag League. They change the colour the whole time. But yours does say 2018, so maybe they'll be good again. Yeah, fingers crossed. It was the same ones for all the weekends, so you could buy them all at the start. And then it also, I think the bond system as well, stops people from doing rounds and stuff, which is kind of good in some ways as well. Yeah, we, we're we just fans of systems like this. Yeah. Points and bonds. Points and bonds. I think that would actually be the new name of the show. Points and bonds. Yeah, you could also spend your bonds on like food as well. I don't, I had a pretzel and it was really nice, but the hot dogs and stuff like that look kind of trash. Well, I don't eat meat, but it looked trashy. Yeah, I can't vouch for the food. I didn't have any. I was fueled on kebabs and McDonald's for the weekend. <laughs> the kebab challenge went down quite a treat, I think, with people. I was told that you should never eat the large kebab, but most of the Irish were adamant that they could eat the full big kebab, and that was kind of a theme of the weekend. Yes, there was an incident on night one where we saw Keith Lee order his kebab. He ordered a small... Um, small veggie kebab. Good, sorry? A small veggie kebab. A small veggie kebab. And then our good friend Blaine, and amongst other people, ordered the large kebab with meat. And Blaine was very happy that he ate more than Keith Lee. Yeah. They were very chuffed with themselves that they were able to eat more kebab than Keat Lee. But how do they know? Maybe Keat Lee just wanted the small. You know, maybe that was Keat Lee's third kebab. They don't know. Yeah, I should have asked them, actually. That's a regret. What? Just not asking Keith. Just asking Keith Lee about his eating habits. <laughs> Did you eat more than one kebab on night one? There was an incident with Mort in the kebab shop, I think, on night two. With Keith Lee, Keith Lee was encouraging to eat more kebab or something. I don't know. I'll have to find out that full story from somebody else and report back to everyone. But there was some kind of a, a story about Keith Lee trying to get more to eat a bigger kebab or something. That's a story I want to hear. Mort is amazing. Mort is from Denmark. Um, he's the guy who runs the Real Pearl Archive. And he's just the happiest looking person in the world. He is. He's an absolute delight. He is. He just cheer you up looking at him. Yeah, we had a great time uh, walking back to the hotel with him after the after party at night two at about five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> a great man, Mort is. Yeah, I, I spent the kind of the last portion of the after party talking to to Aaron Simmons. Um, I felt which is something that everyone did over the course of the the after party because poor Aaron got injured and. Couldn't move from his position. I mean, uh, like he was around and Nero and Avalanche and Dirty Dragon was hanging around, causing causing trouble up to no good. Dragon ended the after party. He highlighted and ended the after party. Mike Kilby singing Wings of Change. It was absolutely beautiful. beautiful. It was a moment I, I'll never forget. He's just a highlight. Both of them are. Yeah, they just they're they're on all the time. They're just hyped up all the time. What a way to be! I wish I was like that. Yeah, me too. As we went off on a mad tangent, we're going to keep this short. We're going to keep this short. We've got somebody to ring as well. Yeah, we're very bad at keeping it short. Um, 
There was wrestling cult on in the morning, which I didn't go to. I didn't go either. It was too early and I was too tired. Yeah, well, so you can skip that. And you can hear that on another wrestling podcasts. And you can hear that on the Brit Rest Roundtable. That's also on the Voices of Wrestling. I assume their podcast is going to be three times length of ours and with a lot more insight. So if you want a proper review, probably listen to them. But we're going to keep going with this one. Yeah, so Ambition was our first show off Saturday. The, the kind of the shoot style tournament that um, was a highlight of the weekend for a lot of people. And it had a lot of great, great names in it. And all the Irish decided to congregate at the, at the entranceway of the ramp. And it was amazing, the atmosphere and all of us kind of sharing in this love for for the graps. And yeah, it was amazing. And our good friend, Timothy Thatcher, won the tournament. It was great. This whole tournament was just absolutely excellent. And the super fight between Matt Riddle and Walter was just incredible. I really like the grapply wrestling anyway. So Ambition is gets a thumbs up for me. I, I love that style of wrestling. I don't think wrestling should be that all the time, but one event once a year, I just love it. It just, it's great. WXW, we're going to go down that route at one time, which I don't think is a good idea because I, I like a variety of my wrestling. But for me, my favorite type of wrestling is the grapple fuck style, I guess, <laughs> for want of a better word. Yeah, definitely. And I think vision is definitely something that's good for once a year because it does, like you said, make you appreciate it more. And yeah. It was, it was great to see the kind of diverse styles and get to know that some wrestlers are more than just a gimmick or a character, that they're actually very, very good at what they do. Like, I, I think one of our favourites, Bobby Guns, really showed that during this, that he's more than just the king of smoke style. Like, he's a very good technical wrestler. Him against Timmy Thatcher was really, really great. And I love Mike ba- Bailey against Jonah Rock because it was so believable because Jonah Rock is like twice the size of Mike Bailey. And it really was that whole David versus Goliath, but in a real kind of a weird grapply way that he was just so much bigger and stronger than Bailey, but Bailey was just so much quicker. It was it was just perfect pro wrestling. The, just even the disappointment on people's faces when they didn't advance in this tournament. Yeah. It obviously means a lot to a lot of the guys. And when, when Thatcher won, you could see the emotion on his face. It really meant a lot to him. And it was very much the characters toned down and it was more about the sport of wrestling rather than the characters so much that everyone kind of shook hands at the end and Mike Bailey didn't do his whole entrance with the kicks and punches. It was very serious. I'm going out to the ring now to win this match. Yeah, definitely. And it was it was a good cha- change of pace for the whole weekend because... Obviously, a lot of it was hyped up around storylines and, and things that are going to happen and gimmicks. and But this was just clear-cut, great professional wrestling. And I'd love to see more of it, but I think the problem is a lot of people probably don't really understand it. I think it'd be... I, I don't mean like, the, the you know, the, um, the hardcore fans, but I think putting a match like this on, on a card that's filled with, you know gimmicks and everything some fans might not like it too much it depends on the crowd i know matt ridden is going to do one at wrestlemania weekend so i'd be interested to see how that goes down it's called blood sport it's going to be at the wwn experience i believe it's going to be pretty much ambition so hopefully i'll get to go along to that and i'll report back and how it compared to- yeah definitely do It'll be really interesting to see i think he's very very excited for that yeah 
Then we went into Wrestling Deutschland about a little bit before halfway through, and we got to see Disco King Frankie sing the Hey, We Want to See the Raccoon song as a live entrance for the raccoon, who was actually in, in ambition. His name is uh, Lawrence Roman. I'm not sure if that's what he's called when he's the raccoon, though. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I remember hearing this now. But yeah, it was cool. It was in the Steffi, and it was different promotions from around Germany having matches, and there was one three-way match, which was really good. It had two mask guys and one guy without a mask. There were some qualifier matches earlier in the day from wrestling called for this show, and I was very sad I didn't get to see Rotation wrestle. He got injured at Cult in the morning and never made it onto the Wrestling Deutschland show, which was very upsetting because I've never, I've still never seen Rotation have a match or a proper match at least. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Rotation wrestle one of these days. But the whole, the whole vibe of the show is cool. And I just think it's so cool that all the different wrestling companies in Germany can come together and put on an event. And even behind me was the commentator station and all the different commentators for the different companies were ducking in and out. And they were mixing it up when it was one promotion against another promotion. And the promoters themselves were coming into the ring to do a little speech to the crowd about the promotion. It was in German, so I didn't understand it. But in general, it was seemed like a great success. And a lot of the wrestling was really good. Yeah, that's really great to hear. And, and Jacoby said, like, something like that show can only benefit German wrestling as a whole. Yeah. Like, like all these companies need to work together to make wrestling bigger and better than what it is and hopefully next year and the years after like that show will grow and become even bigger with more companies taking part for sure i think i would have preferred if it was on friday or sunday though i think having the three shows on one day was just a little bit too much with the after show part right afterwards i think it killed us all but we were expecting it to kill us all especially if you went to the the morning wrestling cult as well it was four shows and an after party yeah, how some people got up to go to all the events then on Sunday. I was like, how, how are these people still going? I was fueled mm-hmm. on Monster Energy Drink and Sour Skittles for the weekend. Yeah, shout out to Sour Skittles. Absolute highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Love Sour Skittles. Now the show is over and we still haven't met Rover. Time to get some rest and recharge But join us next time, won't you? And we'll discuss all those big issues Like Jesus, Waller's hands are so damn large Making friends and making times And wrestling round the world